0: Good health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem, pharmacists who care. And good morning to you. I'm Kathy Kayla, and this is indeed Dischem Medical Monday. Thank you so much for choosing to join me here on 101.9 High FM. My producer this morning is Slick Seleke. Thank you so much. Slick, my engineer this morning, is Craig Guthrie. He's giving us the thumbs up. And are you feeling spring? Spring is just the most, it's, it's definitely in the air. I'm seeing jasmine starting to come out. It's just such a blessing. And we just feel vital and alive. And we want to feel even better. And sometimes we, uh, what's happening on the outside of our bodies isn't reflecting what's happening inside. And it's quite important, right? We live in an, in a day and an age where we want to feel better. If there is something that we can do in terms of anti-aging, if there's something that we can do in terms of exercise, lifestyle, then we want to do that. And often it is based in education. So I was in a, I was in a, a store about a week ago and I'm picking up all these products, you know, anti-aging because I think that I'm at that age and I've just had a birthday and I'm you know, starting to consider all of these things. And uh, I have no idea what any of the ingredients on these beautiful little vials and pots and, you know, creams and all of that. Because it's all in jargon. It's all in scientific terms. So I thought, you know what, let's get in an expert. Let's find out exactly what ingredient does what in our skin. And I think if I'm interested in it, I'm sure that you're gonna be interested in it because it's, it applies to men and women. More and more men today are taking care of their skin. In fact I was even speaking to my producer. I said, to him, do you have a skincare routine? He says, Absolutely. You see. There you go. So more and more men. So uh joining me this morning is Doctor Reza Mia. He's no stranger at High FM and uh He's an aesthetic medical practitioner and the founder of Anti-Aging Art. Good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. Very good. Thank you for having me. No, it's exciting thank you to so be much. here. It's
0: lovely to have you here. Thank you very much. Long awaited, actually. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so can we just go through some different anti-aging um, ingredients and what what they actually do with the skin? And then I want to talk, if possible, about different anti-aging procedures. You know, sure. peels and the microneedling and... I believe you have something called a vampire what's it called a vampire something similar or something. to
1: that platelet rich plasma basically okay. using your blood there so, we go so <laughs> i guess the most important thing that we want people to do if they're looking for creams to use for their skins there's a few general principles to keep in mind okay so the first and foremost is to understand that creams on their own can never give you everything that you need um, a lot of the advertising is there just to convince you to use the product. But scientifically, and I'll paraphrase one of the professors that taught me uh, actually how to do the platelet-rich plasma. And he said to me, you know, you must remember that if you have a molecule that actually goes into the skin, penetrates, identifies a, a molecule or, or a receptor that can do an intracellular change, that becomes a medicine and needs to be registered. And so, If it's simply anything that you can buy without uh, too much intervention or scripting or anything like that, you shouldn't expect the world from the product. We do still carry uh, skincare products even with us because it does help. I would say about 10%. And I would say uh, the less severe treatments can really come from the more superficial cosmetic products. Then we move on to the registered substances and the registered creams and cosmetics, which are still topical. But now I've been shown uh, under studies to produce the desired effect. Then, when it comes to creams, I don't know if you remember a man named Dr. Ray from Doctor 90210.
0: Yes, and he's been on High FM, actually.
1: Really? Yes. D- did I bring many him? many years ago. He came yes. to South Africa. Okay, no, that was with me then. So yes. <laughs> we brought him here to promote his cream. He must cream. have been,
0: what, 12? <laughs> oh, no.
1: I was... You <laughs> no, remember my job. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so... I'm actually... I'm speaking to a 60-year-old. <laughs> so uh, we brought him here to promote the products that we were importing, which yes. was his skincare range. Yes. And so in that process, that's when we learned a lot about... Uh, skin care, about the ingredients, about what goes in. And from there we wanted to expand the range and so started learning about what goes into the products, how we can make them work. And what we found is that what people wanted is to feel something immediately. So the products that were the most popular were the ones that produced a tingle on the skin, the ones that gave you a cosmetic short-term effect. So there were products in that range that were meant for long-term enhancement long-term improvement and those are the ones that people didn't really like they only took them if they had something happening immediately because that's the way our brains work you know with that classical conditioning
0: right but also we live in a society that you know we are not into delayed gratification we want instant gratification right we do if we want we don't want to grow our eyelashes we want eyelashes now tonight (laughs) That no,
1: those thing. don't look nice. No, so d-
0: I'm, I don't know what the thing is with the meat along eyelashes, but anyway. I don't advise. Caterpillars.
1: <laughs> no. So, yep. back to the ingredients. Yes. Sorry, that was a story. Yes. Anyway, what we found the best way to get a person to use the products is to include both ingredients. So, you put something in to give them the tingle. The face wash gives you a foam, that's exciting. But the problem is, all of those things that give you the immediate change are also irritants. So the more foamy a face wash, the more it will irritate you, the less uh, you can use it in people who have sensitive skins. Ah, interesting. And that's why people with sensitive skins tend to use things like, um, you know, very bland uh, emollients that they just put on their face and wash off. Sometimes they even use cream because it, it's something that their the skin can't tolerate. So whenever there's fragrance, that's when you know that there'll be Uh, more irritation whenever there's any excitement in the product there'll be more irritation and so that's the fine balance that you have to strike when you're making a cream for people the other general principle again for people to look at is the list of ingredients when you pick it up and you look at it you'll find names that have been implicated or have been uh, almost distorted or exaggerated by not your media, but media in general. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, people will become scared of these things for no reason.
0: Well, look, I mean, coffee this week is great, but next yeah. week they'll tell you how terrible it is for you.
1: You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little no, it bit... Is. Uh, it is. Yeah. And so we rely on, on certain uh, elements and things like PubMed, which is medical studies and literature that you can always look up. You don't need to be a doctor to go onto PubMed and... Read up on certain ingredients and look at the conclusion, and it says, "Well, this has not been shown to cause cancer." So, right,
0: so pubmed pub being published medical, yes, it's studies. journals, it's all journals. Right. Okay.
1: Now, parabens, for example, was something that was very—they uh, were attacked a lot when we were making these creams.
0: All those years ago. What do parabens actually do? Because now I'm seeing shampoos, no parabens, and no sulfites. What do they they do? Okay, so sulfites is because it strips the color from hair.
1: So that's why they take that out. Because all your hair colors will disappear. Oh, the
0: blues and the purples and the pinks and all of that.
1: then, shouldn't have parabens. With the parabens, it was the marketing side of it. People took them out and said no parabens because so many people decided that it was bad. That they said, well, whatever it is, let's just take it out. (laughs) And we'll say it's not there. Now, obviously, I don't know what has happened since then with parabens. But the ingredient listing, what we were talking about. Yes. If you had to look at it from top to bottom, it goes in uh, order of the concentration of ingredients. So you'll always find things like water or alcohol or something. The base. Yes. Right at the top. That's the one that's in there. It's in order of concentration. And so you can tell how much active ingredient is inside a product based on where it is, even though they don't give you the milligrams or the milliliters of whatever is in there, or the percentage even, you can pretty much gauge if it's right at the bottom, you're dealing with almost trace amounts. So if your active ingredients that are advertised are shown at that bottom corner, then you know that that product, it is more just moisturizer.
0: Right. So the, <laughs> same, the same rules that apply to food labels also apply mm. to the creams, to creams and, and moisturizers face washes and, and beauty treatments. Okay.
1: Okay. When you see it's more around the middle To the top, that's exciting That's how you know you're getting a value In the product
0: How do we know what the active ingredient is? Because not all products label it And so it's active ingredient Well, so that's the thing,
1: you'll you'll know it on each product I should have brought some of ours with So we could give you some examples But um, we have a skin tone Corrector, it's a cream that's made for Pigmentation, yeah. and so what we've put in there Is um, Brazilian, advanced Brazilian complex, it's farmed uh, ingredients that are based on Brazilian rainforest uh, plants. And that that's would be the active ingredients in there.
0: How, there. how do we know that those are good for us? Studies.
1: You have to look into the studies and see what's, what do they do, what are the outcomes when people have used it for a number of years, and also just to talk to people who have actually tried the product. Some of the times we see things like, and I'll use two examples, glutathione, and hyaluronic acid yeah. Now these are popular because they Have been shown to work But they've been shown to work in injectables You in know hyaluronic acid Is basically what we would put in with fillers And what we would use with micro injections When we're doing things like skin boosting Or skin stimulation Where we want the Sorry was it too soft no, you Where we want the product to give us more um, Hydration in the skin To give a, a better condition to the skin the thing about these molecules is they're really big. You can't really squeeze them through your skin. You can't get it into your skin and get it to do anything uh, when you apply topical. If
0: your skin can't exactly, if your skin can't absorb it, then it can't get down to through the dermal layers. Right? Exactly.
1: So yes. there must either be a receptor, or there must be. Um, it must be a molecule that's small enough to pass through. So the funny thing is, and we see this with the hair treatments that we do, is we do a DNA test. And the DNA test can actually tell you what receptors you have. So let's take uh, drugs like minoxidil, for example. I can't use that. I have no receptors on my scalp. I could rub it in all day, nothing will happen. But I do have finasteride receptors, which is usually an oral pill. And I can rub that on my scalp and my hair can grow. So it is different for different people.
0: How science is being applied, you know, medical science is actually being applied to the beauty industry.
1: It must be customized and it's a good thing. I mean, I think it's been, it's far too long that people have just listened to what they've seen in adverts. You know, there's a lot of good products out there, but not everything will work for everyone. So if the four of us here, if each of us, um, used a skincare cream and two of us had receptors and we had lightening of our pigmentation marks, the study will show 50% improvement, but it won't say why. These people had 50% improvement and those people didn't. Right. So it is something just for people to be aware of and not to become too afraid of specific ingredients without having a reason for that.
0: So you can actually have the DNA test and see what receptors you've got and then, I mean, would you, would you, you know, as a skincare, you know, medical professional then say, all right, so we're going to use this ingredient, that ingredient or these products with those ingredients?
1: So there's two things, two ways to do that. The one is to identify the products and yeah. say, well, you needed this active ingredient and it's in that cream over there, so let's get that for you. And then there's other ways, like the compounding pharmacy that we use for the hair can make then products and say, let's put these four or five or whatever um, active ingredients into your shampoo, for example. That's incredible. So it's it's nice that you know when you're using it. You know, sometimes there's so much doubt. Oh, is this even working? Is this even working? you know it's also important to listen to you to your skin sometimes patients will come to us and say i've used this product for the last 4 years and i'm not seeing a change and i'll say well i think it's time then to look at a different product yeah, you know you get so time. used to it so used to that uh, uh, like routine. The, the routine of it yeah. that you forget to actually step back and assess what you're doing and work with it
0: I'm Kathy Kalow. This is Diskem Medical Monday. My guest this morning is aesthetic medical practitioner and founder of anti-aging art. His name is Dr. Reza Mir. And we are talking about beauty. We're talking about beauty products in terms of the medical side. And if you've got any questions, then get in touch. You know how to do it. 34519 on SMS. You can also send us a telegram on 061-895-1019. Or you can uh, give us a call. Why don't you? You're open to taking calls, right? With pleasure. Yes. <laughs> We'd love to talk to you. So uh, that number is oh one, oh one, forty thirty twenty. How easy is that? And Craig, you'll you'll make Craig run to answer the phone. <laughs> All right. A message from Carol Zimmerman. Carol wants to know what role does estrogen play in skincare? You know what? We're going to ask. We're going to answer that right after this. Is your shopping list longer and your time shorter? Diskem Delivered has you covered. From healthcare essentials to baby food, beauty and toiletries, whatever you need. Diskem Delivered has you covered. You can download the easy-to-use Diskem app and shop over 7,000 products at install prices that will be delivered to you within just 60 minutes. That's incredible service. Now you can relax while Diskem delivers your essentials to you. It's that simple. Discam delivered from Discam to you. Discam pharmacies. Say it with me. Pharmacists who care. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Discam, Pharmacists who care. I'm Kathy Kayla. I'm standing in. This is Discam Medical Monday. And thank you so much for joining me on what is going to be a beautiful day. Just feeling that spring, that tingle. Have you seen the jasmine, Dr. Reza? I have. It's absolutely beautiful. When you smell that first jasmine, I don't know, something happens hormonally in our body. There's, there's no question. Spring is coming.
1: I was in a this yes. weekend and they don't get winter. I'm that would <laughs> just be terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably possibly why they're such nice, friendly people with <laughs> sunny disposition. So uh, we talk, I'm speaking to Dr. Riza Mir. He's an aesthetic medical practitioner and a founder of anti-aging art we're looking at this very specific ingredients in skin care regimes products creams you know all those little pots and potions that you see in in the stores or wherever it is that you get them and uh, carol z actually messaged us just before we went to ads and uh, she's got a question which i think is a brilliant one dr reza carol z would like to know what role does estrogen play in skin care and hair care so if you think it's about everything,
1: crystal. everything that makes you different to a man, it's basically testosterone and estrogen. Okay. And your abundance of estrogen is what changes you, makes your hair long, your skin soft, you know, all of the feminine things that you could think about. So as we move along in time and menopause comes along and we start to lose the uh, estrogen and the balance between testosterone and estrogen changes, you start to notice thicker skin, thinner hair sometimes growing uh you know facial hair that type of thing has or does happen to people and so it is important to use estrogen or hormone replacement therapy but obviously that you have to do with your doctor either your gynae or your endocrinologist because you know the male hormone cycle is very straightforward the female hormone cycle looks more like a nasa chart
0: Yes, and month so, <laughs> to month. Apparently, <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you pull you pull the wrong switch, you will cause havoc, and that's why we like to refer patients for that type of management. And but really, the benefits are very uh, clear for women. Um, you know, there's creams, there's different types of ways that you can apply it and use it in specific areas where you need it. And so, definitely, uh, those benefits for estrogen are very clear. It's not something you'll actually be able to buy in a skincare product off the shelf because that is a,
0: a hormone and it does have a biological um, effect. And there are risk factors as well. Definitely. There's very high risk factors for stroke, all sorts of things. So a lot of women yeah. can't take estrogen. So as you say, it needs to be under your medical, it must be, medical You know, supervision.
1: breast cancer in certain people, if they've yeah. got the, the right bracket. combination or wrong combination of genes. Yeah. And so it's not something to be uh, self-applied uh, or self-controlled.
0: Something that I've also seen is a lot of um, uh, collagen, people taking heaps of collagen i don't even know where it comes from i don't know what collagen is but i always thought that collagen was an ingredient in you know one of the beautiful pots of beauty products and lotions and potions but now people actually ingesting it hmm. how does that work collagen
1: i mean mainly it comes from uh, cartilage in in uh, from cows yeah there are certain products that use different animals because of I think basically fish, the right? market. So yeah. there's some that use tilapia, which yeah. is a fish. Yeah, There are some that come from pork. Mostly it comes from beef. And that's because they can make it halal and kosher. Yeah, And whereas the pork, really, they struggle with that side. Then,
0: <laughs> Strangely enough. <laughs> then,
1: I mean, and there are vegan options as well. But the amount of protein and collagen inside, they are not as effective. And I take collagen, and I take it mainly because it's a It's a source of very concentrated protein, and it's not going to go where you want it to go. So if you are depleted, if you're low on uh, proteins and you need to supplement, taking it will help you. It's not going to hurt you. But you can't say to your collagen as you eat it, I want you to go into my hair or I want you to go into my bones. My nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body will use it as your body needs to use it. It will also break it down in your digestive tract. You you don't really absorb collagen again as that molecule. You break it down into its pieces. And topically applied collagen probably would do not much. If okay. it was well in, that's a, honest. in a product, okay. That's yeah. honest,
0: and you know what, we like honest, because when you are armed with the correct knowledge, we can do life better. We can. Okay, so can we look at some specific ingredients, and maybe you can just run us through it: what they are, what they actually do, and if we should be, you know, looking for them in products. So you did mention hyaluronic acid. Yes. Earlier, is it, how common is that?
1: It's become more and more popular because fillers have become more and more popular. And people now have the association of hyaluronic acid, and they've been conditioned to think of it in terms of youthfulness and beauty. Now, that's very accurate when it comes to injecting the hyaluronic acid. But think about it this way. If you could take a blob of hyaluronic acid and rub it on your face and get the benefits of hyaluronic acid, then the injectables wouldn't exist because you wouldn't need a needle to get through your skin's defenses to get in there. Your skin is a very effective barrier, and that's what we want out of your skin. In fact, when that barrier becomes disrupted, it becomes problematic. Yes. And so if the cream does help you with the uh, moisturizing side of it, it does tend to trap water, that's more likely where it will work. But as far as getting it to feed into the living layers of your skin, into the dermis, to create the plumpiness that you need out of that living layer injections are the only way you can really get it in there
0: what about uh, okay well thank you for that <laughs> nice and
1: vitamins are important again
0: is it a vitamin is it a vitamin it's
1: a vitamin okay vitamins that you apply topically again if you've got receptors or if your skin needs them you'll be able to use it but more often than not you should be taking that orally if your body needs it you can take it orally the thing is when you ingest vitamins you know everything has a little catch to it when you ingest vitamins you absorb some of it through your gut not all of it that then goes to your liver and you get something called the first pass metabolism which is your liver doing its job of breaking down substances in your body and from there whatever's left over will get into your bloodstream and that's why what we do is we Tend to use the IVs a lot, yes. Um, where we can give cocktails of vitamins to people because then we know hundred percent of a measured amount of vitamin is getting into that patient and will then be delivered around the body. You still get the next phase of the uh, liver doing its metabolism, but or the kidneys, depending on right. What it but is.
0: but for the initial cycles, you get you're a, going a higher to, concentration. Right. Okay. So you're going to make sure that it goes. Is it not a case of also? Um, With any kind of vitamins That your body will absorb what it needs And the rest will just be excreted
1: So it depends what type of vitamin that is You know you get fat soluble And water soluble vitamins Which some of them are safer To overdose on than others Which you can, you know you take a Baraka It's mainly vitamin B's You notice that when you wee It smells like Baraka, it looks like Baraka And that's the (laughs) the excess Passing through (laughs) But it's, it's better it's yes. not as dangerous. Yes. There are other vitamins. If you overdose, you can accumulate them in your body, and then you'll start to uh, have problems with it. Even things like you know, vitamin C, if you have enough, can work on your kidneys. You can have downsides to all of these things. So people must remember that they are biologically active. It's not like eating lettuce. You can eat um, a ton of vegetables. Not a ton. You can eat a lot of vegetables. Yes. And you're not likely to reach a concentration where you are overdosing. You could, let's say you eat a lot of butternut soup or carrot soup or carrots. You can accumulate enough vitamin A that your skin starts to change color.
0: Yes, and (laughs) it happened to a family member of mine.
1: And I guess it's a way of telling you that you've had too much. But when it comes to tablets, now they're very concentrated. It's not the natural form. So it's a lot easier to overdose. So it's important for people to pay attention to what their bodies are telling them and to not take too many of the vitamins. You know, there's only so much your body can actually use anyway. And then the excess starts to cause problems. So trying too hard is a, is a negative thing.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Good pleasure. All right. So, so some other ingredients. um ceramides. Are ceramides vitamins or not?
1: No. No. That's not a vitamin, but I'm not sure what that is, actually. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, is there a, um, vitamin A. <laughs> vitamin A, that's the one of the ones we spoke about. It's retinol, about.
0: right? Isn't vitamin A retinol? It comes
1: in many forms. So think about... Um, but I know you
0: can overdose on it. It's very isotretinoin. dangerous. Isotretinoin.
1: I can't use the brand names of medications, but isotretinoin is the one that we always used to take when we were teenagers, when we, were, when we had really bad skin Okay, can I say it? I can't control what you say. Okay, <laughs> Right. So now that is that retinol, which is. is vitamin A. It's a very, it's a, it's a form of vitamin A. Yeah. Um, the the shape is slightly different if you look at it chemically. Okay. Now what that does is, it's very effective in people who have severe acne. Yes. Deep cystic acne problems with their skin. You know, these are the people that you, actually how it works. It's amazing when it works. We don't want people to be using these types of things as the first line. We have patients come in and they're like, Oh, I've got a couple of pimples. Can I get a script? And we say, no, because that's not the best thing for you. Let's work on your skin superficially. Let's start light, safe, a low dose, light chemical peel, superficial products. And then as we need to, we work in and we work further and go deeper. We actually use the isotretinoin as the last ditch. Once everything else hasn't given us enough of a, of a result and the patient is still experiencing acne and we're still worried about future scarring, then we'll start to use those deeper types of things. So topically, the vitamin A can help. Retinol, that's another form of, uh, that you can use. You know, these are relatives of vitamin A. And so you get something called a, a flare-up, a reaction, retinol reaction. It looks like you're having an allergic reaction, a minor allergic reaction to it. Yes, I've seen it.
0: that. When, you know, when doctors on, on TikTok or whatever are saying, you know, go on to this, but you're going to have a flare-up, but just stick with it. And I'm just thinking, well, if my skin's going to flare-up, it's telling me it doesn't like it.
1: Normally, yes. And even what I just said is to yes. listen to your skin. But that one, <laughs> specifically, <laughs> exception. you have to just stick it through. And that's why we try to get people not to do it wholesale. We don't want you to use that on your whole face. You can introduce areas of your skin at one time. You can use it specifically on uh, acne, but that is a very effective anti-aging tool and it's useful for fighting uh, acne breakouts as well. Yeah, just superficially.
0: It's not, it's not so common either when you, when you go into a department store and you're looking for, you know, products that contain retinol. Um, it's it's not a common ingredient. And I suspect that it might be only be available from a person such as yourself.
1: So it is, it sh- it's better if it's controlled in that way. It does depend on the percentage. So the scripted products will have a higher percentage. And then you'll get some of the more cosmeceutical products, which we keep some of them uh, at our practice. And these are the ones that are they only only allowed to be sold through doctors' practices. They can't be sold through salons. Right. And they have retinol in some of these products. as There are more active ingredients in these products. But it's not as dangerous because it's under supervision. You know, people can't just go to the shelf and take a product and say, I'm using this cream. We have to either advise or agree or uh, consent to them taking that cream and using it.
0: It has to be managed.
1: It must be managed.
0: what you're saying. Okay. Uh, If you've got any questions, my guest this morning is Dr. Riza Mir. He is an aesthetic medical practitioner. He's a founder of anti-aging art. And let me tell you something. If his skin is anything to go by, let's just, I'm very, very impressed. You have a very youthful glow about you.
1: We'll talk about that. (laughs)
0: Okay. I think we should, actually, for men. I think that men just are starting to, well, have started taking more care of themselves. And uh, maybe a men's skincare routine. Um, if you've got any questions, three four five one nine is the text line. That's how you send through your messages, your questions for Dr. Mia. You can also give us a call on oh one oh one forty thirty twenty. Anything to do with beauty and, you know, medical beauty, if you like. Get in touch. You can also send a telegram on zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. We're talking about the ingredients, and we are unpacking ingredients in beauty products. Okay, so moving on. Some other, um, what is alpha hydroxy acid? Whenever I hear acid, it makes me worried. Should I be? No, you
1: know, acid is a is a chemical term in chemistry. It's when you have a certain element or the structure of the of the compound is of a certain nature right it doesn't mean that the ph will be uh low enough to cause you an acidic burn if you know what i mean okay. so your ph is around 7.35 to 7.45 that's your blood ph yeah uh and obviously your the rest of your body is not too far off except for your stomach which is very acidic Aesthetic, right and so being an acid doesn't mean that it can cause you a burn. It's not like hydrochloric acid will, from your stomach, yes, but there are many acids that you can use on your face, and you can use it quite safely. Now, a lot of these products that do home exfoliation, they'll do either physical or chemical. The physical is more when they've got microgranules in there, and, and obviously with the plastic, that became unpopular, and rightfully so. But... You do get things that have, for example, ground-up coconut shells as the physical exfoliant, and that's really quite nice to use on somebody's face for uh, you know, your exfoliation that you're doing at home every two or three days. Some people do need more, and I'll tell you about that when it comes to my skin, but um, that's when we would use these on the chemical side of exfoliation. You get these light acids that you can use in the different types of products. One of the light peels that we use is a blend of five light acids. And if you look at them on their own, they don't look very remarkable. But when you combine them and you use them um, together, you get a nice improvement in the skin. But even chemical peels, one is not the answer. It's the accumulated benefit that you get by using it over time. So if you're doing them monthly or uh, in some cases, people can do them weekly if they're very light. But it's one of the things we use to control acne. And the long-term benefit of it, people get scared of peels because they think it will thin their skin. It's only the really deep chemical peels that will do that.
0: Why would somebody have a, why would somebody need to have a really deep chemical peel?
1: When you're trying to get into very deep lines, you want to get rid of uh, pigmentation marks that are quite embedded that we're not getting success with, with the injectables and the lighter peels. That's when you would do a deeper peel, or uh, severe acne scars. The other peels, up until then, will thin the dead layer, but they'll actually stimulate the living layer. So you'll get a a thicker skin by doing these peels over time. And uh, thicker in a good way, not thicker like the underside of your hand.
0: Right, so it's not going to yeah. be rough, but it'll just be more flouncy.
1: Yes, thicker, juicier.
0: Basically, (laughs) what happens
1: on this side of your hand is you've got a very thick dead layer. Your palm is a thick dead layer of skin. Right. And that's what you don't want your face to look like.
0: Okay. Um, Lots and lots of messages coming through. You are welcome to send through yours, and uh, I will definitely pose them to Dr. Reza Mia. He's my guest this morning. What a fascinating, fascinating conversation. And uh, Dr. Mia is an aesthetic medical practitioner. He's the founder of Anti-Aging Art. If you've got any questions, we're going to get to them after the break. Three four five one nine is the SMS line. You can send through your questions on Telegram on zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine, or you can give us a call on zero one zero one forty. 3020. I'm Kathy Kayla. This is Discam Medical Monday. We're talking about or well, we are unpacking the ingredients in our beauty products. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Dischem. Pharmacists who care. Discam <laughs> Medical Monday. I'm Kathy Kayla. I'm standing in and thank you so much for joining me here on 101.9 FM. My guest this morning, Dr. Reza Mir. He's an aesthetic medical practitioner. He's also the founder of Anti-Aging Art. We are unpacking those very complicated ingredients in beauty products. And I uh, want to talk a little bit about other, I don't know, anti-aging processes, treatments. Uh, can we just talk a little bit about Botox, please? I was speaking to a friend of mine, and I was saying, you know, would you ever have Botox? And she said, no, you can't do Botox because it moves. What do you mean it moves? So can Botox move? So what
1: I would call it is botulinum toxin because yes. it's the chemical name, not the brand. So scary. No.
0: <laughs> Can't believe the things we inject into our body. It's a very
1: useful compound. It gives you amazing benefits in so many ways, but it must be used responsibly. It can move if you rub it, if you inject it and it flows under the skin. It can be, uh, you know, if you inject under high pressure, it can actually shift. It doesn't have legs. You know, it can't really migrate on its own. Within about four hours, it tends to settle into the muscle that you're targeting. And then from there, it takes about a day to start relaxing the muscle. It takes two weeks for the full relaxation of the muscle. And I like to think of it as a short-term and a long-term effect of the toxin. So the short-term is to stop muscle acting. So let's say a frown or turkey neck. The muscle will recede that's great within two weeks for the skin itself to recover and to give you the long-term benefit which is lifting smoothening that may take more than one session but the thing is if you're looking at it as a form of maintenance like exercise but obviously exercise you do every three to six months then you start to accumulate those benefits and your face lifts back up turkey necks disappear jowls disappear uh, sagging eyes and frowns forehead lines wrinkles they they can be very efficiently treated. We also use it to stop sweating. We use it for, um, you know, some, one of the side effects. We don't actually intentionally inject for this, but it's been shown to elevate mood. And there's two ways that it does that. One is by you seeing yourself as happier, by other people seeing you as happier, and they start to treat you better. And because you're better looking, you go ahead further in life. This is something that we'll talk about. It's proven.
0: Right or wrong, that's the way that it is. That's
1: the way the world works and our brains work. And the second one is the molecule through an unknown mechanism, actually, wherever it is injected in your body, enhances mood. So it's quite a nice uh, molecule. We love it, obviously. We use it. I use it on myself. And you look
0: fantastic. I have to tell you. You really do. Well, thank you. Do you mind if I ask your age?
1: 40. Is your mic broken? <laughs> so, 40. Are you really 40? Yeah. My I was my 40th was when in May. When you walked
0: in I thought you were 16. I, said, I looked at my producer. <laughs> well, I think I, I look a little <laughs>
1: manlier than that. I'd say more <laughs> Six, like 16. Like like you look I unbelie- really, <laughs> Are you really 40? Yes. But I use all of these products because I want to know what it feels like. So when patients ask me, how will this affect me? I can tell them, well, in one week this will happen, in two weeks, in two months, and I can give them a first-hand uh, account of how it works. But I do. I use everything. I use the hair products we spoke about with the DNA. I do platelet-rich plasma, which you asked about me earlier. Um I use some fillers where necessary. But, you know, the way we use filler is not to... Inflate people We don't over inflate faces We
0: should talk to some of those women on TikTok I'm sorry
1: No we try With with those
0: huge lips No
1: it's shocking That is terrible And that is not aesthetic medicine That is Well it's not aesthetic aesthetic It's it's, it's ugly
0: It's really ugly
1: It's like drinking a glass of wine Versus being an alcoholic It's not the the same thing You know And using aesthetic medicine responsibly Looks good People look healthy Youthful and happy When you start to look bloated and ugly. It's not aesthetically pleasing. And I say to patients who say to me, can I have more lips? And they say, well, no, your lips are big enough. And they say, no, but uh, I really want more lips because of this. And eventually I settle the debate by saying, you came here because you want to look pretty, right? And they say, yes. And I say, well, then let me make you look pretty. Don't over inflate your face. And then that, they go, okay, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I want to be pretty because attractiveness is not about giant lips. No, it's that about balance. Could be fashionable. It's about but
0: balance. Yes,
1: it's about balance and ratios and yeah. proportions and how their face interacts with each other. And based on the studies we were talking about just now, you can change features on somebody by one millimeter and they'll shift from attractive to unattractive or vice versa. It's incredible. So you can see why it's dangerous to overfill your
0: face. Unbelievable. So Carol, Carol... Um, Carol Kay says, Kathy, I think the sooner one starts looking after one's skin and using good creams, the better. What does the good doctor think about that? I think it really pays off. So I think that she raises a good Mm -hmm. point. So when did you start looking after your skin? I mean, considering that you are 40 looking 16?
1: About 12 years ago. Really? Yeah.
0: And if you. So it's not like you started when you were very, very young and
1: well, it didn't exist when I was very, very young. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I started you by really looking look after my skin.
0: We're actually going to take a photo <laughs> and we're going to post it on the High Facebook page. You ha- actually have <laughs> to see this. To be, I, I can't believe that you're 40.
1: Well, that's quite sweet. But you can also see, you know, if you look at our social media, it's <laughs> at drreza.sa. You'll see all of the things that we do. But funny enough, on my Facebook which I've had longer than Instagram, if you scroll down through the Facebook, as you go back in time, it looks like I'm getting older. I have less oh, hair. Interesting. I have more circles. I have more sagging. And <laughs> then you reverse it. So it, it really, I like to be almost the spokesperson for the stuff that we use on Facebook. I think patients. you'd be a brilliant
0: spokesperson. I really do.
1: And we want them to see it.
0: yeah um, And we've got a question about Rakutan from Mike, mm-hmm. who's listening to us. He says, my son was put on Rakutan tablets as a teenager. He became hypersensitive to light, mm. heat, and touch. More than 10 years later, he only wears long sleeves, stays out of the sun, and 80% of materials irritate him. Um, that was on Dr. Script without warning. So that's important. I mean, I think with Reaccutan, you also aren't allowed to fall pregnant within six months, or is it?
1: Six months, usually. Six months of being of ending, off, Yes, of, of ending it, yeah. It's teratogenic. It can cause deformities to yeah. babies, especially the neural tube at the back of their uh, you know, neural tube formation. So it's definitely, when you are on Reaccutan, you must be on birth control. Sometimes parents are but bit in denial about their daughter's They'll say she doesn't need birth control, you know. The daughter and her boyfriend no different. So, is the same do, with males.
0: I mean, well, it, no. do, do we know if it affects the sperm?
1: No, I don't think so. But it shouldn't affect. It. You know, it's the environment that the baby's growing in inside the mother, and the vitamin A, because it's so similar to the real vitamin A, the baby and the and the mother use that information of that neural tube instead of the actual vitamin A, and that's why it's dangerous. But when used properly, it's a great uh, medication. However, it does have the side effects. And one of the things that you have to do is reach a dose which is weight-dependent. If you don't reach that dose, you will recur later. You're very likely to recur with the same acne. The problem with teenagers is that they're growing. So if I weigh you at the beginning of our treatment and you weigh 50, and at the end of our six months you weigh 60 or 55, it means that now the dose is not enough for you. So the other way that people sometimes use it is low dose for a very long time. It has its own unwanted side effects and often unstudied because it's not intended to be used that way. Long term, yeah. But what I noticed is joint dislocations. When I was a teenager, I was on it and I went, uh, one of the doctors gave it to me as a long term. So just anecdotally, for me, I started dislocating joints. Wow. When I stopped... My night vision came back. My hair grew back because <laughs> I was losing it from that. And I never dislocated anything again in my life. That's so incredible because I know it's
0: vitamin bad. A is supposed to assist with night
1: vision. Well, that's because it? remember this is not the actual vitamin A molecule. It's an isomer. It's, isomere. Part of it's that. almost vitamin A. So okay. it takes the place of that vitamin A in all of these different tissues.
0: How much of our skin care is really in the hands of our parents in that it is genetic? I want to know what your parents look like. Good. good. <laughs> they look good.
1: I mean, they do look young. But, you know, it's, it is also, it comes back to the old debate of nature versus nurture. And the thing is, your parents don't give you genes alone. They also give you habits. They give you sure. likes and dislikes. And you learn a lot from them. So if my mother was somebody who didn't uh, spend hours in the sun and she put sunblock on when she was mm-hmm. in the sun and she wore a hat and she made me wear a hat and she made me wear sunblock and she told me not to be in the sun for the whole day, then my skin will look very different to somebody who said, don't worry about it, go sit outside, it doesn't matter. So it's not only genes, it's also learning from uh, our parents.
0: So if your parents have bad skin genes... Would you say that there is something that you could do today to improve your own skin, you know, and your own appearance?
1: Completely. One of the things I did at one point was to say to people, come and see me, but bring your parents with you. Because we'll be able to see then which way your face will go, how you'll age. And that's without doing DNA testing. It's just by looking at your parents. Because you are a combination, basically, of the two of them. Sure. And, yes, there are recessive genes, but for the most part, you'll be able to tell, you know. That those are your parents, and it gives us a good way to start and a good uh, area to work with. So we can see. Well, you've got acne. Your father's got terrible acne scars. We must deal with the acne now. You know, quite aggressively because your skin will scar like that.
0: Got so many questions that we're going to definitely have to get you back. But um, can we just talk about microneedling mm. and how it works? What is it? I'm seeing it everywhere. And I'm seeing these things called vampire facials. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you just, just unpack that for With us? With <laughs> It sounds very scary, a lot of these things. That, so, you know, between acids and, and vampires. Well, who knows?
1: So chemical peels will basically work in your skin and stimulate through a chemical assault. Microneedling at a microscopic level will be a physical assault. And basically those needles will vibrate, making thousands of holes in your skin, and that has two benefits. The one is that it can create uh, the environment of stimulation to get new blood vessel creation, to get the collagen to stimulate. The other is to give you channels to absorb active ingredients. Now, we use different active ingredients depending on what we're targeting, whether it's hydration, um, collagen stimulation, breaking down pigmentation, targeting acne, there's special uh, I- ingredients that we can use for each of those. Concerns, but when it comes to what you spoke about the vampire facial, that is a trademarked technique of platelet-rich plasma. Okay. We use a different method because I, I, it's a method I like more. And what we do is we take your blood, we spin it in a centrifuge to we separate. Have a separation. Yes, separate everything. We take then the white blood cells and the platelets, and we activate that with enzymes. And what that will do then is release all of the platelet-derived growth factors which will stimulate blood vessels, growth factors, platelet-derived growth factors and it becomes a very effective tool to stimulate the skin and to heal the skin. When we do microneedling on its own, you can expect a healing time of 2-3 to days. When you do it with platelets, that healing time is 1 day, 24 hours because the platelets are that effective at healing the skin. And so, we use that for a number of indications. But we would do it in someone's hair to grow hair. We do it on the face for skin uh, texture and general conditioning, but also for pigmentation, and acne. The very same substance is what we would inject for the, basically, the P shot and the V shot, which are self-explanatory, and that's for sexual rejuvenation. And we do it in conjunction with the physios in our building <laughs> to work on joints and tendinitis.
0: Incredible, it's, it's uh, absolutely remarkable. I'm looking at this. We are completely out of time, but uh, Dr. Reza Mir, thank you so much for your time this morning. Only a pleasure. We it's definitely been great. have to get you back. I still don't think I believe that you are forty years old, but I will be taking a picture of Dr. Dr. Mir. I will be posting it on the High FM Facebook page and. Please, God, this should be what 40 looks like for everybody, future generations. Amen. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to my producer, Slick Seleke. Thank you to Craig, Craig Guthrie. And, of course, thank you to you for joining me. I'll be back next week. We're talking about generic medications with Diskim. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Stay Bye. cool. Thank you. Chill out and stay healthy. God bless. Bye-bye.